the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons, and we're ready to talk gardening with you. Just give us a call at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. It's a interesting weather day here at the nursery. It's pretty enough. Uh, it's uh, certainly not... Uh, uh, if you can see through the humidity. Yeah, it's not. The skies aren't clear. They're full of clouds. So just no rain yet. So they said uh, it'd be this afternoon. At okay, four, at four. I heard no. No, I heard forty percent today, and then eighty percent this evening. Oh, okay. It was the last forecast I heard. I looked on the radar, and while not, I'm not an official weather person, and I'm not licensed to actually talk about it. Uh, <laughs> it said that. Uh, you mean you have to be licensed to talk about the weather? I don't know. Oh, the Purple Martin is now uh, he's doing some nesting. Here, I'll show, you. I'll show Calvin. Uh, Dennis went online and found us a Purple Martin cam. Right. He's, uh, what's he doing? What's she doing? Can you tell? Is it she or yeah. she? Can you see her now? No, I suspect it's a she. Okay, it's purple. It's, but I can't. Uh, you can't tell? I can't see her, the, the reflection. No, it's in. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Here, see if that's a little better. Yeah, look better? at all the eggs. Oh, where? Underneath her. There's okay, this, this makes for bad radio, though. Yeah, and I just spilled my coffee. Oh, looking at the eggs. Point out the... So Dennis, our crack reporter in Austin, uh, went online, and if you want to see a purple martin. Oh, look at all the eggs. A purple martin. <laughs> well, she moved. So uh, I got to see the eggs. The, um, the purple martin cam. Yeah, you can see a mama with her eggs in the nest right now. Uh I, I can't give you the um, website because it's, like, really long, the link, but I can tell you kind of what to search for. Search for Sportsman's Paradise Online Purple Martin Cam, and it'll uh, give you the link. Otherwise, the link is, like, like 10 pages long. <laughs> uh, uh, so, anyway, yeah, uh, that's kind of cool. Uh, and uh, these are, are gourd. Um, Houses and it's got a camera inside, and you can see Mama sitting on her eggs. So anyway, all right. Thank you, Dennis. Great job. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free outside of San Antonio. It's 866-308-8867. I got my July newsletter hey, all right. yesterday. And That's it's, almost July. And, and, and they've got an appropriate article in there. 
by cacti, a different kind of color. And so they're right about, and they even quote me on cactus. Well, it's uh, pretty consistent with your personality. And there you go. Cactus are, cacti are grown, are a group of plants that are not only easy to grow, but offer a variety of shapes, colors, and forms. They can be grown in any sunny, well-drained area. They require little maintenance. They make excellent house plants, and many hardy varieties may be grown outside. That's Jerry Parsons, Bear County Horticulturist. I bet oh. you didn't know how to Bear County Horticulturist. No, I didn't. It sounds like maybe it put together a few, a few of your various quotes instead of just one. <laughs> the uh, hey, and that's appropriate too because on Monday, the uh, Gardening Volunteers of South Texas, their uh, education program is going to be on on succulents and cactus. Oh, is that right? Yeah, from. Uh, yeah, let's see. The title is Introducing Cacti and Other Succulents into Your Landscape, and the speaker is going to be uh, Dr. Jimmy Black, and he's the former president of the Xerophyte Club, and he'll discuss that. And then the second speaker is going to be uh, Sandy Winokur. She's the proprietor of uh, Sandy Oaks Olive Orchard, and guess what she's going to talk about? Olives. 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 Yeah, we're just a bright group. Here. We are. Uh, so that's two. Those are two topics that are uh, are uh, interesting, and uh, people have a lot of, uh, especially with this. Uh, it's a funny how that when we get into a, a drought period with 100 degree temperatures, people start looking at succulents and cactus with a little more uh, interest. Interest, yeah. The uh, because they can tolerate it, and there there are it's a huge variation. As Jerry's quote mentioned, uh, <laughs> lot, lots of lots of choices, but it is a different kind of. You got to think a little differently. It's uh, yeah. drainage versus irrigation. You know, you don't worry as much about the irrigation, but you do need need the right soil in the drainage situation. In fact, the only way to kill it is over water, and the and, only way to kill cactus. And then a lot of us that are our gardeners are used to raising. The zinnias and tomatoes are yeah. prone to uh, to uh, water water too more much. more. But so, on Monday noon to three p.m. If you want to learn more on that topic, uh, and it's a GVST That's tomorrow Monday. That's right, and it's at the uh, garden center. Right over there, over there at thirty-three ten oh. North New Brownfields. We started the whole show without saying Happy Father's Day. Oh, so happy Father's Day, guys! Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. Um, all my group has checked in, so uh, you know I've checked them off. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, you can move on with your day now. <laughs> you don't have to call anybody tonight. So they don't. <laughs> Go all they gotta do is check in with you. I mean, you don't wait till the presents show up. They give them. No. Oh, you don't no. have two columns. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's like Santa, but different. Now you were. Uh, let's let's look back at the list here. That's two years in a row. Only phone call. Mm-hmm. Well, I got a. <laughs> my daughter's birthday is in the middle of June, so if I don't get her present there, you know, then she, she feels less of an obligation for a, oh. a Father's Day. Yeah. No. 
But anyway, on brighter things, so be sure to call your dad and, and if you can and wish them a happy Father's Day. Or just if they're right there, buy it, give them a big hug. There you go. From yeah. us. What's that? From us. Yeah, from us. And uh, and buy them a gift. Because <laughs> they're keeping track, apparently. I did not know this. Depends on your relationships. Huh? There are records being kept. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll free, it's 866-308-8867. I'm trying to think of... Uh, Kind of what's happening here at the nursery. Uh, well, Milton and I went over there to the seed rack yeah. this morning because uh, Milton went to get one of his uh, one of those big sunflower. Uh, yeah, about two weeks ago they had sunflowers in containers that were probably about two, two and a half feet tall. Yeah, look good. They're, they look really great. I mean, they, and so, but they looked so great they're now sold out. So, um, yeah, so Calvin helped me find some seeds and I'm going to. It said plant them a quarter inch to a half an inch deep. Um, yeah, they're not. What do you think? Not fussy. Oh, good. Okay. Soil contact is basically. The, oh, look, so it is it like is it? Well, if like, you do it in a, it's a certain. It's much easier to get them to germinate in a container than a, if you uh, if you just threw those seeds out in a area where there wasn't wasn't a lot of weeds, you'd get some germinate. Yeah. But in a container, though, most of them will come out. I'm going to try to do a little of both. That's cool. Yeah, I'm going to try to do That'd some. Just Did in you the, get a dwarf? Oh, uh, no, he didn't. Yeah, it's a... He had a choice, but he took the the big one. Lemon. Uh, in a container? Well, uh, okay, so I, I haven't told you the whole story. You hear how Jerry <laughs> did that? So Mary came by and said, what you getting? When I was paying. And I told her, well, I'm trying to do something. She's like... Mm-mm. Come here. And she, she led me to the dwarf. The little two, three-footers? Yeah, the, the, a foot and a half to two-footers, yeah. Oh. Okay. See, I don't... I don't they, if you're looking for a container plant, but if you're looking for those plants that they had... You think those were taller? Oh, gosh, yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Well, maybe I'll buy two. I mean, and those are just at the... Be, those are at the beginning. They're, they're basically where the... Uh, uh, Native annual sunflower, which which you had in your hands. Oh, okay. But but all, I can switch I, back. I, I, yeah, I need to change my attitude because all sunflowers are worthy of growing. Okay. Because they're attractive and the butterflies like them, um, and the seed eaters love the seeds. Uh, Maybe I'll try two containers. I mean, I'll do an experiment. Put, put the put the uh, big ones in the ground. I was okay. thinking that he would put. Where are you going to plant? Plant. He could start. Even the big ones in a pot, container, and then you tra- transplant them. Oh, oh! It's easier to it's easier to get uh, no get all a uh, stronger germination rate than it is if you just put the seeds out. But you can they're tough. You can just put the seeds out, and you'll get some of them coming up. How deep do they want to go? You mean how deep root? Yeah. Well, they'll they, they grow readily on my uh, chalky. Caliche, uh, okay, which is hard to dig in. I was trying to think they might look interesting on that little area between the sidewalk and the street, which you know is pretty rough. Oh yeah, they'll grow. They'll grow in there, but the, you'll you'll see the, uh, the the plants are good at translating how good the soil is. Oh, they don't get they won't get big. That's come it's compacted. If there's no soil reservoir, it just won't get very large. Hmm. 
Okay. It's going to be an experiment. i got to get another packet. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. Hey, so we had, um, Trace is going to come talk to us. The uh, plant of the weekend is Tropical Spider Lily. Um, there were uh, lots sold yesterday. Uh, the numbers aren't going to make sense because Trace miscounted. So I think we uh, I think we had more than 20 yesterday, although I think he told us we had 15 so, so today, he today he counted the spaces because now he has 16. So unless one came back, or they're somehow reproducing in the nursery, uh, he miscounted. Based on so, what Jerry said, maybe they are reproducing as we sit here. You know. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's right. You were kind of touting their. Oh yeah. Their no estrays. No cr- survivability. No cronum has ever died. Jerry's talking about you. So I, I heard. Sort of, <laughs> I, I apparently wrote the wrong number down on my. Yeah, hand. that's what I said. Uh, so well, either I got an extra wrinkle in my hand and I couldn't read it quite right. Well, the funny thing is, you know, I could say, okay, Trace was just being optimistic and kind of, you know, by saying that. But yeah, you can't go from 15 yesterday to 16 today uh, with, with that. Yeah, but there were holes there. So, yeah, so you counted the holes. Uh, I counted the holes, and we really started with 20. Okay, so we've uh, got about four that that found new homes and. Uh, y'all want to talk about the plant of the weekend? Oh, wait, let's, here, put the, put this on. We're going to talk to, jo- oh, she wants to know about Rio Grande. You want to do this? And we'll talk to Joyce about that at 210 Rio Grande go? Yeah. Where uh, Millburgers, by the way, has some overachievers. Uh, <laughs> They're already uh, producing. Yeah. Hi, Joyce. Thanks for calling us at 210-308-8867. What's going on today? Well, yeah, you're right. I want to ask a question about the Rio Grande pepper. I had an opportunity to stop by yesterday, and I picked up one of those because I've heard you discuss them, and it sounds like something right up the alley of what I would like. And, yes, they're precocious little things. There's a, two or three peppers on that little plant. Yeah. So my question is, if I do like them, and I suspect I will, and I want to save some seeds, will this, even though it's called Rio Grande Gold, will it need to turn red before the seeds will be mature? Uh, I think it need to turn, if, as a, in other words, you're asking me how early can you take the seed. Yes. Uh, I, I w- what I would do on on this real grande gold uh, pepper is uh, go ahead and plant it. First, first of all, the ones you picked up yesterday, I would take the little peppers off. <laughs> take them all off. Okay. Oh, man. Because we need to grow vegetation. What a savage. Ve- vegetation. That's going to be hard to do. <laughs> yeah, it will. It's <laughs> easier to tell somebody else to do it. Than yeah. It. But anyway, they 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 come when they come on there, they're yellow, and yeah. uh, then they turn orange, and then they turn red. I believe uh, I believe the seed is uh, mo- mostly mature when it turns orange. Okay. But I never I never have tested that. That's just a guess. I think so. Uh, so the way to do it is go ahead and and enjoy them, uh, fertilize them heavily. With copious amounts of osmocote, mm-hmm. and uh, fertilize them heavy, and enjoy the uh, fruit and and the appearance of the thing, and then wait until fall, you know, before the first frost, and then go out and harvest your uh, harvest your seed crop. Go ahead and just let one or two turn red, so then it'll be mature. Is that right, or dark orange? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, do that in the fall after. Oh, okay. 
after you've enjoyed the pepper. Okay, okay, I see. Okay, well, that yes, that was the question. I didn't know. In fact, well, I didn't know if they actually would turn red or if it remained gold, but I no, thought no. it might. No, they 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 come on there. They yellow or gold, and then they they turn the that fades to orange and then fades to red. And I you know, believe just like most peppers, most peppers their ultimate color is is red. Yeah, I realized that. Uh, and the, you said that they're basically are going to look like a jalapeno pepper, so it'll get to be about about two inches. That's uh, yes, yes, ma'am. Okay. The more the, the more more your more fertility is available, uh, the bigger the pepper will be, and oh, the, more, okay. the more pepper. It will They're be. almost. Uh, mine always seem to be triangular and sh- more triangular in shape than a than a uh, jalapeno. You know, they got kind of a yeah. fat end, uh, uh, but basically, you know, longer than they are. Wider. But you had you had small peppers on your last real grand. Yeah, that those that those I were just left left yeah, over. Yeah, and yeah, so you don't have to be too worried about the seed because we've had them in uh, where we just forgot about them and uh, realized that we had a seed shortage in the middle of the winter, and then we went back and found some old yeah. <laughs> uh, dried up ones, and they seemed to germinate. So. Yeah, so the, they're they're pretty. They're pretty good about germinating. But Jerry, is it, how important is the point about? She, it's, it, it doesn't work very well if you've got some peppers on there. You're letting go mature for seed, and another peppers you're picking for eating. Right. You you do you keep picking them until you're ready to stop, and then you let them go. Right. Right. And the, and the fall. Yeah. I see, because that way, I assume as a, if they mature, it would slow down the production of additional. There pepper. you go. Yeah. There you go. Okay. She's All good. Righty. She knows her stuff. Way to it, go, Joyce. Well, tell us, keep us informed. You can be our pepper. You'll be well, one of our pep, pepper rangers. You'll give one, us pepper one reporters. Other, one other thing, please, if I may. is Does this get to be a very large pepper bush, or is it like two feet, three feet? What should I anticipate? Because I... I was Two planning feet. on putting it in about a five-gallon pot. Oh, yeah, five-gallon will work. Yes, about uh, about two feet. Yeah. Okay. I, I they're really easy to grow in half whiskey barrels. Yeah. But they don't need all that space. Okay. But but go ahead and put. Uh, be sure to fertilize them. Okay. Okay. Real That's, well. Well, Real I wanted well. to ask one question just off the. <laughs> Doesn't really. And you talked about your tomato contest yesterday. Yeah, I think it was just, And you mentioned, and, and I hear you over the years talk about the heaviest, biggest tomato, but you never mention what those things weigh in at. And that's just a curiosity question. What did the biggest tomato weigh yesterday? Do you remember, Trace? No, the scale was just not over big two, enough. But, over two pounds. But it took a, the 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 uh, tractor that we had to get to <laughs> to pick it up. No way! It sounds like one of those ads for the right. Sounds like that postcard from from Alaska with the cabbage being towed behind the uh, the tractor. I can't remember what this one's exact weight was, but we've we've had over two pounders. Yeah, yeah. this one was approximately two pounds. I think. Oh, I think it was just under. Yeah. Uh, it well, it must be an impressive tomato. <laughs> I think it was an heirloom again. It wasn't pretty. No, well, it didn't have to be. No, nope, didn't have to be. Um, but yeah, so uh, it was. Intri- you did, he you had remember it. what the variety was? 
No, so I've got the list somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Bring it up. He had it in training. It was weightlifting and doing all kinds of stuff. So, I, I think <laughs> we I think we sent off the pictures and everything to Facebook. So it has, oh, good. It, it, it might, it might be on be Facebook. Yeah, I've, I've seen them on uh, the GBSD website. Okay. Okay. I was just curious about that. Thank you very much. Thank you, Joyce. You take care. Bye, Joyce. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Trace, what's going on, man? Well, I came up to talk about the plant of the weekend. Okay. And my miscounting. Yes. You defend yourself. <laughs> yes. So uh, we're doing uh, spider lily, which uh, is a crinum. Not all crinums are spider lilies, but uh, they're all easy to grow. Right. So the variety we're talking about is white, although we do have some other flavors over there. Uh, real intricate bloom. It got its name, I'm assuming, because the bloom kind of looks like a spider. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is a bulb, and it can multiply. I've seen some really large stands of them, and uh, very prolific when they go into bloom. Well, and they also make a nice uh, ground uh, ground cover. They'll cover a lot of space, and the foliage is lush and thick. Uh, dense. So, sun or shade or both or both? Uh, both. Uh, the one I saw was the nicest morning sun, afternoon shade. Okay, morning sun, afternoon shade. Lots of water. Yeah, I think you said yesterday you've seen them in bogs. You've seen them in not deserts, but in no, yeah. yeah. For for years, really, we couldn't get a hold of these plants, and all of a sudden the uh, the people that grow our water plants for us had them. Oh wow! So uh, okay, it can. It can being in a very diverse soil or lack of soil. Well, they in the old days they used to include them in the xeriscape plant list, too. Yeah, yeah. They just got harder to find, I guess. So they kind of yeah fell the, off the list. The horticulture's in the area. Uh, Greg Grant specifically comes to mind, and uh, Bill Welch are are big time in love with this plant. Like I said, to Greg, when Greg was working for Lone Star Growers, he talked them into growing them but the, the only problem is uh you can't root them for cutting or whatever they they're hard to propagate that's what i know so here you would so have you would and then the, the good news is that these things are in bloom i guess all of them uh, a good number of them uh-huh. and yeah. the funny thing is the little ones are the ones that have got the blooms the oh, bigger right. ones don't yet huh but that is uh, probably the best bargain around for those. Oh, it's a great price. Yeah. Yeah, for six ninety nine for uh, the one gallon. One gallons, and I believe the the uh, three gallons were twenty four ninety nine. Okay, so at last count, um, our our we were told we have sixteen. Yes. Maybe somebody brought one back. No, there were holes. There. Uh, I just, <laughs> yeah, I think just a miscount. I, I didn't count right in the first place. So if you've been thinking about one and maybe had some trouble finding them, uh, we've got them here now. So you can come on by today um, and uh, pick one up at Millburgers or uh, either the three-gallon three or the one-gallon. Or uh, if you want one and you're listening to the show and you can't make it by, as soon as you get to someplace safe to call, Call us at 497-3760, 497-3760. Put a 210 in front of that. So oh, 210, 210, you're right. Uh, 210-497-3760. And uh, just say, hey, listen, I want one. Uh, y'all were talking about them, and uh, put one aside for me or two aside for me or three or four. Uh, and um, I'll come get them. I'll be there on Tuesday, and they'll be waiting for you. And if somebody, if you, if you want one of these and... They're in somebody else's yard. 
Yeah. And you want to give them, and they want to give you the, they want to give you the lily. Come on over to Mill Burgers before you start digging that thing, because that's that's a job and a half. Just and pick I, and pick a permanent spot when you. Glad he went oh, that direction. Man. I was a little worried. <laughs> So it's worth a six ninety nine not to oh, have to man. dig it's up your neighbors. Not to work. Okay. All right, cool. Thanks, Trace. Anything else going on? Anything uh, exciting coming in? Yeah, this week there was uh well we're finally getting some purple passion vine in. So okay. uh, we haven't had that in a while. We had somebody ask about that a couple weeks ago, so that's good if they're listening. Uh, I believe some yellow knockouts. Oh wow. Coming. Uh, that's the only thing that stand out in my mind that we're now that per- just a reminder of that purple passion vine. Um, that's the Gulf Fritillary uh, nesting site. So they, if you, if you plant that, besides being a nice plant and of attractive flowers, you're going to have those uh, orange, burnt orange kind of butterflies will move in pretty fast. Burnt orange butterflies. Gulf mm-hmm. like Fritillary. That. All right. Very cool. Thanks, Trace. Thanks, sir. All right, and somebody somebody's needing you there. Trace, do you know the happen to know the genus name of uh, of uh, that spider lily? No. Do you? <laughs> Trace says no. <laughs> so you want to tell us after the break? Uh oh. Maybe I'll get you to look it up. I, I'm not real sure. Oh, uh, okay. But I think it's got an interesting name. Oh dear. Oh, uh, please call us. Oh, he's forgetting. Yeah, uh, setting us up. Maybe somebody can call. No, us. no, 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 it's okay. We 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 don't need another genus. Uh, <laughs> we don't work in genus. <laughs> there are no genuses on this uh, on this porch. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Give us a call and be a part of the show. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. We're going to take a break and be back in a moment on nine thirty a.m. The answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bull Road. All right, you're wondering what you can grow this summer in your yard. How about Texas Superstar plants for color and durability? A Texas Superstar plant is a plant that's been given the designation of Texas Superstar because it's gone through years of extensive field trials and proven to be a super-performing plant under Texas growing conditions. And right now... That's right. Millburgers has some of your favorite Texas superstars on sale. Like Vinca's, the Cora series is on sale. You can choose from pink or white, rose or red. They're excellent in flower beds, and they're disease and deer resistant. They're on sale in the 4-inch pot for just $0.88 cents each. Blue Plum Bago is absolutely gorgeous, and it's on sale. It's a Texas superstar with sky blue flowers that blooms almost constantly from spring until next frost, just four eighty-eight in the 1-gallon container. This week, you'll save on Texas Lilac Vitex, Gold Star Esperanzas, and much, much more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. This is Dennis Prager. When it comes to your home, math is your friend. Well, math and Sergio Martinez with Help You Sell. If you're buying or selling a home, I suggest you call Sergio, a 20-year licensed real estate professional. Help You Sell doesn't charge you the traditional 6%. When you sit down with Sergio, he'll show you exactly how their low set fee program will save you money. Let's do the math. The difference in commission between a $200,000 home and a $500,000 home is $18,000. But did the more expensive home get $18,000 or more in service and marketing? Probably not. 
Same service, thousands saved. It just adds up. Help You Sell is the clear choice in San Antonio and the Hill Country. And you know how I feel about clarity, so call 210-693-0305 or online at hushillcountry.com. To find out how much you can keep in your pocket, call 210-693-0305 to get a free home evaluation and market analysis. 210-693-0305 for Help You Sell. This is Mark Sadaski for Mark Sadaski Jewelers. I want to talk to you about family, cherished memories, and history. Look in your dresser drawer and you'll find a ring that was grandma's, a stick pin that was grandpa's, a necklace that was mother's. These are cherished pieces that bring back memories and love. The problem is they don't fit into your wardrobe and lifestyle. That's where we come in. At Mark Sadaski Jewelers, we can use the gems from your family's history and transform them into a piece of jewelry that does fit your wardrobe and lifestyle. You can then enjoy telling your friends and family that this ring has mother's diamond, grandpa's ruby, but it was made for me. Mark Sadowski Jewelers takes pride in redesigning your family treasures and memories into something that's made for you. And the best part is you contribute the ideas that will make it yours. Mark Sadowski Jewelers, a family tradition since 1933. That's 85 years. Call us at 210-377-1818. That's 210-377-1818. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867. Hey, uh, always uh, remember, if you're looking for soil, compost, mulch, uh, crushed granite, river rock, if you're looking for those uh, those hardscape items that either enhance your gardening or if uh, or enhance the look of your yard, I saw some in the neighborhood is uh, uh, trying to build uh, a uh, sidewalk. And they're the first thing kind of between going through their front yard, and it looks like they're going to make a little winding thing um, to the, the back door. Anyway, they've got uh, all of crushed granite now. That's the first thing they put down. And that's when I talked to Ty Chisholm at Quality Organic Products. He said, yeah, put down the crushed granite, and that's your base, and that will keep your river rocks and stuff that you put on it from sinking. That's how I think he explained it to me. But if you're looking for any of that, you want to go over to there to Quality Organic Products. When you go to qualityorganicproducts.com, you can find the different soil types uh, that they have, the different composts, the different mulches. And I can't think of a better name for the uh, the store because that's basically what they uh, they look for. Quality products, organic products. That's quality organic products. They're closed today but open again tomorrow on Lookout Road, just about a quarter mile outside of Loop 1604. And you can give them a call at 210-651-0200 or just go to qualityorganicproducts.com. Mark's on the line at 210-308. 210 308 8867. 210 308 8867. It's getting hard to breathe with that humidity. Yeah, it is. Hey, Mark, what's going on? Hey, love the show, guys. Thank you, man. What's happening? Uh, yeah. Um, hey, when, you, when I'm planting um, uh, tomatoes, for instance, uh, from the little four inch pots, um, what type of rock phosphate should I use? Because there's dark granules, there's white powders, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of at a loss. The white powders are the most available. Uh, I think they call that colloidal phosphate. It's a peach. Well, hang on. <laughs> and uh, uh, the... Uh, uh, hang the, on one sec. 
Don't, don't go anywhere. You're okay. Stay here. But okay. Sorry, we we were getting a question, so we we we'll finish with Mark, and then we'll. But anyway, the the powder form is the best, or is uh, uh, most available, most available to the plant, and uh, the like I said, it used to be sold as colloidal phosphate. I don't think you can get that anymore. Oh, hard, yeah, because I, I was on eBay and I saw you know nothing but the, the like a dark pellets, and I'm like, wow, this doesn't look like the white powder stuff that I had used in the past. And I can't exactly remember if it was a specific type of rock phosphate. Hmm. No, it, 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 that is a, just like I said, colloidal phosphate, which uh-huh. is a finely ground. Uh, rock phosphate is what it is. Or the, yeah, the, okay. But but anyway, the most available phosphate is the uh, uh, superphosphate. Huh. Uh, uh, superphosphate, because that's been treated with uh, acid. Now, the reason we don't recommend uh, rock phosphate a lot uh, in this area is because it has to has to be broken down by an acid soil, and our soils are alkaline, so it's it, uh, very slow to become available for the plant to use. Whereas the colloidal phosphate is, is, uh, is basically very small particles. Small particles. Right. So that, that, would be the, that would be the white powder. That's the, the one. Right. Colloidal, the white powder. Right. right. Like, a, like Carl Poole, I believe, was the name uh, of it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize they still had that. Yeah, yeah, I I don't know. I've looked at Walmart, big box stores, and Home Depot, and I don't think they carry it. So I I guess i got to go to a nursery. Yeah, it may be tough to find it even in a nursery. Yeah. What are you looking for? Carpool colloidal phosphate? Colloidal phosphate. That's what he says, carpool had it. Okay. I got the rock phosphate. Got the rock phosphate. Okay, we got the rock phosphate here. Okay, hey, okay. Uh, I really Thanks. appreciate the information. That You guys uh, 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 helped me out big time, and happy Father's Day. Oh, okay, thank, thank you. you. Hey, so, Mark, don't go anywhere for two seconds. Calvin, what is that bird? Can you tell what? He's got some nature in his on his phone. Can you tell? Oh, now it was quiet. I was thinking it was just a, 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 screech, a screechy record player or something. No, it was a bird, obviously. Mark, are you still there? Yes, okay. I am. I'm outside in the backyard, and uh, uh, yeah, I, I used to know. I know my birds kind of well, but uh, yeah, just bunch of grackles, and yeah, I, I hear oh. some that I can't identify. But uh, okay, yeah, they're not yeah. martins. It doesn't sound oh, like okay. Martin. All right, we tried, Mark. All right, thanks, All right. ma'am. Okay, take care. All right, 210-308-8867. Got a question from the crowd? Come on, you'll be on the air, and these guys will be able to hear you. You'll do great. It's easy. Okay. I have a peach tree that is not doing very well. It's very limp. It looks it looks sick. I don't know if I'm watering it too much or not enough. I don't know. I'm not a horticulturist. What does, this, what does the uh, trunk look like? Has it got any... Uh open sores on it or any kind of leakage i didn't see any i didn't see any no yeah because the bacterial canker is the usual thing that how how large is it how long has it been in place about three to four months oh oh it's a new tree yes sir 
Uh, is it well drained? I mean, when when you water it, does the water drain, mm-hmm. drain off pretty fast? For a little bit, it stays on on there. It puddles, and then a few hours later, it's gone. Well, if it's only been there three months, then you got you you know it's one of those two. It's either uh, probably water. Probably. Yeah, I would. The what you the easiest way to check is just do a little digging around that root ball and see if that root ball is dried out or if it's soggy. You know, if there's if 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 you were uh, like it's like my soil and you dig a hole and then you put wa- wa- put the root ball in there, you put water, the water doesn't go anywhere. That can cause that. Or if you're just not watering at the base and the root ball dries mm-hmm. out, the same thing. See, I have clay clay soil. Yeah. yeah. But you, little... ha- you have to water right at the base of the tree on a young tree. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Is that yes. what y'all are doing? Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm afraid I, I, I'll be a little, a little, a little frightened that it's. Uh, uh, it's a I clay. water it every two days. Do you? Is there any? Uh, yeah, that's wow. too much. That's too much. Are, is it a raised bed or anything, or is it just in the regular soil? Regular soil. Yeah, that'll be. That's going to be a problem. Generally, in that kind of soil, we recommend you do a. A raised bed, you know, like like you do your tomatoes in, um, you know, or just a hill, right. hill work slick for peach tree, and you and you're not you're not that far off, you know, three months you can just you can just re, replant that thing. Jerry Jerry does does it all the time on uh, his uh, daughter, yeah, on the, on the rocky soil. It just you just dig it back up. And then mound up some good, well-drained soil, okay. And then plant, replant it up on the top of that hill. Okay. Hey, have you got the original pot it came in? Yes. Yeah. I don't throw anything. <laughs> there you go. Do we? So. Yes. Uh. <laughs> oh no! You know what? No, we didn't because we had to cut. We had to cut it to get it out. Oh my god. Oh okay. Okay. I guess I'll buy some from you. Okay. Well, just put it back in a, a bigger pot, probably. Okay. Yeah, and you don't. You don't have to leave it there long like that. Okay. Just have your plan, get that soil in there, and then as soon as you can, replant. How long? How long ago did you take this sample? Just today. Just now. Just now. He he cut it off the okay. the tree. I'm looking at the uh, the shriveled bark on yes. the new growth. That's why that bothers me. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. why I was shriveled bark. That means bacterial cancer. Well, yeah. So I'm going to have to treat it for... No, no, but it's too young to have that. Yeah. I think the, wa- I think the water yeah. situation is okay. a problem. Okay. Either too much or too little. I think it's too much. <laughs> if, you put, if, you pull it, if you pick it up and put it back in the pot and water it in that pot for a couple of weeks or, or maybe even till fall, uh, it should... Uh, once a up. week, though. Once Park a week. Back in the pot, it's going to be more. Right. Okay, I'm back in the pot every other day. Okay, all right. Okay, thank you very much. Okay, thanks. Now I don't. You I, did good on the radio, girl. I would. I would just if you if you're ready. I wouldn't even leave it in the container. I would just replant it in your on top of your hill as soon as it's ready. But you may not be able to do it immediately. I thought maybe they could revive it a little. Oh, more. okay. Well, I I think it'll I think it'll probably perk up. Famous last words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks. All right. 210-308-8867. Or like these nice people, you can come on by. And she was shy, but she came on did a great job getting on the air. 
And that helped. So uh, come on by and ask your gardening question in person. We won't make you get on the air, but we'll encourage you. Melissa is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hi, Melissa. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing just fine. Thank you. Great. So this is my question. My husband says that if I water plants on a hot day like this and I get the leaves wet on our vegetable garden, that it will hurt them and cause mold. I say it's, you know, on days when it's nearly 99 degrees outside that it should just evaporate and it should be no big deal. And, of course, you're right. Right. You knew that already, (laughs) didn't you? (laughs) Did your husband listen? No, I didn't. No. He says it'll Uh, cause mold and fungus. And I said if it was winter and a dreary day, but otherwise, I um, I said, sorry, I'm picking a piece up for him right now because I'm so nice. I have to break the news to him gently. Well, I think you're so, exactly right. I don't think I'd make And I thought, go ahead, well, sir, I'm, please. I was, I was going to say, well, I don't think I'd make a point of of spraying the foliage, but I take that back because I do quite often when... When I'm trying to slow down the spider mite. Yeah. You know, That's just, what I was trying to do is yeah. knock some of those little spider mites off, and they don't seem to like it. So I thought what, it couldn't hurt. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to stop them forever, but it, uh, uh, it slows them down as far as I can tell, yeah. How yeah. can, you, t- how okay, can you tell the spider mites don't like it? I can't really well, it's tell. Me or her. It's just intu- her, her. It's woman's intuition. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> we've been we've been declaring it. I guess uh, yeah. But uh well, then you, of course any any time it's you start getting in a rainy spell, it seems to slow down sputter mite development too. So it you kind of relate that performance to spraying on the water and um, works works for aphids and other uh, insects too, because spider mites are a little tougher than aphids. But if you add some of that yeah. uh, water, uh, that, uh, what is it? Uh, seaweed, seaweed, seaweed extract. Seaweed, seaweed extract. Uh, you'll get into their reproduction cycle. Hmm. So, uh, not, not. They won't like that either. Well, that's good news because we have cherry tomatoes that are doing beautifully. And it's okay. still producing. And so I just, when it got really hot, I thought, well, if it kills aphids on flowers, I figured they wouldn't like the water. And then he said, right. oh, it's going to mold. And I said, I just don't see mold growing when it's, you know, 95 degrees outside, and I'm doing this at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I just don't understand so why your husband doesn't, I don't, I don't understand why your husband doesn't listen to you more. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Only on certain things. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, t- tell well, me. He has... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's okay. He's okay. Well, don't worry about it, Melissa. You don't have to. <laughs> He's starting trouble. <laughs> Thanks, Melissa. It's okay. All right. Good luck with your Thank tomatoes. Thank you for answering my question. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. Thank you. 
You bet. Bye. All right, 210-308-8867. Let's take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867. More of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. It's Milton Glick from Milberger's Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. All right, you're wondering what you can grow this summer in your yard. How about Texas Superstar plants for color and durability? A Texas Superstar plant is a plant that's been given the designation of Texas Superstar because it's gone through years of extensive field trials and proven to be a super-performing plant under Texas growing conditions. And right now, that's right, Milberger's has some of your favorite Texas Superstars on sale. Like Vinca's, the Cora series is on sale. You can choose from pink or white, rose or red. They're excellent in flower beds, and they're disease and deer resistant. They're on sale in the 4-inch pot for just $0.88 cents each. Blue Plum Bago is absolutely gorgeous, and it's on sale. It's a Texas superstar with sky blue flowers that blooms almost constantly from spring until next frost, just four eighty-eight in the 1-gallon container. This week, you'll save on Texas Lilac Vitex, Gold Star Esperanzas, and much, much more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevard Road. Finding great discount deals has just gotten easier through the Marketplace San Antonio page at 930amtheanswer.com. Brides by Elizabeth has a stunning ivory size 14 jasmine bridal gown with veil and headpiece valued at $1,850. The Marketplace price $1,000. Good for this piece only, not redeemable for cash, non-transferable, cannot be traded for another gown or accessories. Alterations, pressing, and storage at Brides by Elizabeth not included. See pictures and more on the Marketplace page. At 930amtheanswer.com. Hi, it's you here. And nothing is simple in this life, except when it comes to selling your house or buying your next home in San Antonio in the Hill Country. Help You Sell and Sergio Martinez has a better way to sell that house and save you thousands of dollars. It's the Help You Sell Low Set Fee Program. Here's how it works. When you use Sergio Martinez and help you sell to buy or sell your next home, he won't charge you the standard 6% commission because it's simply not fair. For instance, the difference in commission between a $200,000 home and a $500,000 home is $18,000. Did the more expensive home get $18,000 more in service? Probably not. With help you sell, you get the same service. You keep more money in your pocket and you still get 100% of Sergio Martinez's 20 years plus of experience. Simple, right? Call Help You Sell and Sergio Martinez right now at 210-693-0305. That's 210-693-0305 or online at hushillcountry.com. Hushillcountry.com for Help You Sell. Let's face it, we love Alexa, and we love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. We love it, too, when she finds us. But she could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the answer San Antonio skill. After she confirms, you can then say, Alexa. Alexa, play the answer, San Antonio. That's all you have to do, and Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what is your favorite radio station? That's easy. 9.30 a.m., the answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Last week, uh, last Sunday, as a matter of fact, we had lots of insect questions, including uh, questions on ants and uh, ants and uh, scorpions. We may have even had some spiders and some... Pale bugs. And, yeah, doodle bugs. Is doodle. the same things? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, and getting rid of them. Bugs. 
If you want to call in a professional, if you've gotten tired of fighting them yourself and you want to call in a professional, Spider-Man Press Control is the place you want to call. They've been doing this since 1976. Uh, they're constantly educating themselves on uh, on how to do it. In fact, they are uh, the go-to place for a lot of people and professionals when uh, what they're doing isn't working. So if the pest control company they're using is not working, Oftentimes, they'll find Spider-Man. I've heard stories like that, and that's the last guy they call because they were able to fix it. But oftentimes, the professionals will call Spider-Man, too, because they've got a problem, and they know this guy uh, has studied and knows his stuff. And they'll call Warren and say, hey, this is what we're doing, and it's not working. What do we do? So you can go straight to the source. Give Spider-Man a call, uh, and you can help you with, uh, well, just about anything that's bugging you in your place. Uh, you can call them at uh, 210-656-3721. What? That's 210 210- 610 656 3721 Roaches seem to be getting worse. Yeah. There they're seem to be. I, I believe know. it's my theory, and I talked to Spider-Man. Hang on, Mark. That, that what kills roaches kills sow bugs or pill bugs or whatever you call them. Oh, okay. So so if he treats for roaches, I think he'll get rid of the pill well, bugs. Roaches too. are the tough. Yeah. Are the toughest to control, and they don't stay controlled for long either. That's no. That's another issue, and they're mo- they're pretty mobile. I think you, I think you can see it every time the weather changes. You get a different population dynamic. Yeah, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Hey, Marcus is on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Marcus, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? All right. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Yes, I have a question. I have a some mango seed. Mango, I want to get yeah. Mango, right. And I want to get it started in a pot. Uh, in a pot. And I want to know, I have two seeds. I want to know, uh, do I have to plant two seeds together or do I kind of plant them individually in separate uh, pots? And uh, how far deep do I have to plant them? And do I have well, to- what's, the, what's the ultimate goal of this? To get a mango a tree? Right. And get mangoes? Hopefully. No. You'll never, <laughs> no. you'll never do it in San Antonio. Okay. Because, because they're too cold sensitive. Okay. But as far as planting the seed, you know, if you just want to grow it for a house plant or something like that and... If you've got a big greenhouse, you yeah, can, yeah, you can. I, I don't, I don't even know if you could do it in a greenhouse. Have to be here. Have to have be to big. Be big. Because okay. they have to get to be a tree before they have fruit. But you can get, you know, you can get a interesting fair size uh, growth before it uh, knocks the the glass down off of the greenhouse. Right. Would you have to let the seed dry out first? No, you can you can take it directly out of the fruit if you want to, or even if it dries out, you're okay. And then plant it like a, a peach tree. You don't need to uh, stratify it or give it a cold treatment or anything else because it's a tropical. 
and uh, and just planted about uh, about an inch and a half deep, if if that much. It just right on the surface of the soil, and uh, keep the. I w- I'd go ahead and put a get your pot, get your potting mix, and and moisten the potting mix, and then uh, you know so it'd be moistened and put the put the mango seed in there in the potting mix, and then I'd probably put a put some some plastic over it to uh, keep the humidity high, okay. so the seeds germinate better. Would you would you plant it with a pointed side up? I, don't I think the pointed side goes down. Down? I, sus- I suspect it. I suspect you get germination either. Oh, you could plant it on the side if, if if you if you don't uh, you know plant, just plant it on the side. That's okay. the Aggie okay. solution. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like winning to me. Okay, but well, thank you very much and happy Father's Day to you guys. Okay, Thanks. Marcus, happy Father's Day to you. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll free, it's 866-308-8867, and James is on the line. Hi, James, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm just fine. Happy Father's Day to everyone out there. Same Thank to you. you. Hey, listen, I, I think I'm going to have to change my question because Cleaner, I made him laugh so hard, so uh, I don't want to get kicked off the air. So maybe I ask oh. that one second. Uh, maybe I ask that one. It is a serious question for me anyway, but maybe nobody else. But anyway, I've, I've got a uh, cedar elm I'm standing next to that the leaf cutter ants, I think, has taken off 99% of the leaves in the past week. Now they've moved over to a crepe myrtle. They almost defoliated that in one day yesterday. Uh, any anything I can do uh, to keep these things under control? Well, is there are there obvious trails where they're coming, going and collecting oh, the leaves? Yeah. And then, uh, I haven't chased the end of the trail, but yeah, there's a trail heavy with leaves, so I could probably find out where the nest or the yeah. mound is. Well, I, what I I've done is just got uh, some uh, asaphate, uh Fire ant, a product called Surrender is there. There's a whole bunch of them, and you just okay. make some ro- you make some roadblocks. You can make a you can make a roadblock with it around the plants you're trying to protect. But I've tr- I've tried I just move them. If you if you block their trail with the, they have to walk through the asaphate, then it kills the ones that walk through and. And I guess I suspect it kills some of those in the in the hill, but the the net result is that they they generally move on to some other targets, the neighbors or whoever else there. Um, Seem to be selective. Feed away uh, as it's yeah, your first. Yeah, you're you're breaking up on us, James. Yeah, yeah. No, you. We didn't hear the question. It just kept cutting out. Yeah. Okay. The acetone. So okay. Surrender. Can you hear me? Yeah, okay. you're better. That's okay. A uh, okay, I'll, I'll get some of that uh, this week. I don't want them to move on to my pecan tree. That's what I'm concerned about. The other thing that the one I really called about uh, leftover iced tea with sugar and lemon instead of just dumping it down the drain. Uh, would you recommend or not recommend putting that in potted plants? So for the moisture and I don't, I don't think it hurts potted plants or anything or. Uh, <clears throat> I've even poured uh, stuff like that in the compost pile, 
real sugar, did you say? Yeah, sugar tea, and it's got a little bit of lemon, fresh lemon juice uh-huh. in there. It's just, I, hate, I hate to pour it down the drain if it would be beneficial for plants, but I where, think where that's are about you? the compost pile. Are you are you making this tea yourself, or are you getting it from someplace else? Both, both. Okay. Well, I'm, you know, the other thing is you can put it in a you can put it in a little shallow, shallow dishes for the butterflies. But I I, th- I think you could uh, I think you could use it for uh, potted plants. Although if. If you use that Bill Miller's uh, sweet tea, they'll become addicted to that. They'll be knocking on your door, asking you to bring back some some tea if you're going out. It's addictive. So, so maybe James, that's the. Okay. What's that, James? We we keep losing I'm them. I'm going to dump some on my Rio Grande gold and hope it takes <laughs> off and doesn't. Yeah, I like the butterfly idea too because isn't that kind of naturally what you do anyway? The sugar water. Yeah. So give the butterflies some sweet tea, and uh, and the plants, and see how you can do an experiment for us and see how it goes. All right, well done. Does he? I've done. I've done. I've done it with uh, soda pop and uh, diet diet soda pop and oh. tea, tea, and I've never had a problem with it. But I, I don't do it every day. You know, it's kind of one of these. Well, I'm finished now. I'm going to go. I have to go to the office or something, so I just pour out the oh. rest in the container and into the the plant. I wonder if the caffeine would bother them, the yeah. caffeine and the tea. I don't know. I don't think so. Do an experiment, James. Tell us what happens. If, if the plant gets hyper. If the plant gets very upset and jittery and is unable to sleep at night, then uh, maybe it's not a good idea. I'll let yeah, I definitely wouldn't waste it. <laughs> cool. All Tell right, us what happens. That sounds fun. All right. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. And you can call us with your uh, uh, what strange things you put on your plants and that helps them out. I know they used to recommend, was it um, you were, I think you were pouring beer, was beer on compost or was it soda on compost and the idea was using the sugars to help break it down or to feed the micronutrients? Yeah, any of those. Okay. Any any of those uh, drinks and special sugar, anything with carbon in it would work. Okay. Hey, cool. We're going to take a quick break and uh, get you caught up with the news. In the meantime, if you've got a gardening question, uh, call us at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. When we come back, Calvin will tell you a little bit more about an event that's happening tomorrow over the Garden Center with the Gardening Volunteers of South Texas. I'll give you that website address for the Purple Martin Cam. Uh, Papa is in the nest now and uh, visiting, and we'll be right back on 9.30 a.m. This is The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. I'm Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. Jerry answering a question off the air. Uh, but uh, we uh, welcome your calls at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and outside of San Antonio, 866-308-8867. It's a pretty bright day now here at Mill Burgers. Can't, still can't tell what it wants to do. Uh, God, uh, if you uh, on the porch, the left side of the porch has blue skies. The right side of the porch is cloudy and uh, with some gray clouds, too. So it kind of looks like it wants to rain, but... 
And the Nothing hum- on the radar. The humidity in between is very high. Yeah. So, all right. Hey, listen, uh, I want to make sure because I've had this kind of going uh, where I go back and forth between it. It's really fascinating. That's that's Purple Martin cam that, uh, okay, so here, I'll show it to you now. See, is that Papa? Is that? Uh, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, one of them is for sure. Yeah, he's sticking. He's Oh. Is, is Papa going to sit on the eggs? Which one is the darker blue, Mama? Or yeah, the, Papa? Usually the Papa is the darker blue. Oh. Uh, the the ma- mother is grayer, and then she's got, of course, the camera angle maybe, but she's got white on the the bottom. That's the, the key. Oh, okay. Well, there's some white there. Can you see that? Yeah. Hey, uh, and there are the eggs. I saw those finally. She's sitting on them, uh, and every now and then she comes and goes to the door and think says. Papa, hey, come home for a minute. And then because he flies in and then she goes back on the eggs. Now, he, but, he could be feeding her, too. Though. Oh, okay. You could go to, I, I can't give you, Dennis found this, and it's a long link. But if you wanted to see the Purple Martin cam, it's live right now. Um, it's uh, Go to Sport Google, Sportsman's Paradise Online, and Purple Martin cam, and it'll take you right to it. And it's really cool. Tell us what you think. All right, 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. You want to take a second while we got one before we get any calls to talk about GVST tomorrow? Oh, yeah. The, the uh, monthly education meeting, uh, Essentials of Gardening, is going to take place tomorrow from noon to 3, three o'clock. There will be two topics, as always. The uh, first speaker will be Dr. Jimmy Black, and he's going to talk about the Introducing cacti and other succulents into your landscape. That should be pretty interesting. And then the second speaker uh, is uh, Sandra Winokur. She's the proprietor of the Sandy Oaks Olive Orchard. A lot of us uh, know her and deal with her. She's uh, involved in a lot of good causes in the area. Growing olive trees in South Texas, and there's always a lot of curiosity about that. Uh, so two great topics from noon to 3 p.m. Uh, food usually available uh the program is uh there's no fee but they encourage you to donate five dollars uh towards the support of the, the monthly program you can also bring your bring your gardening tools along and then you can get those sharpened for three dollars a tool and that money goes to support gardening volunteers south texas uh, education programs uh take the time too to check out the organization they'll usually have all these events and activities and uh, they will encourage you to participate. You don't have to have a huge amount of training. You just have to be interested and enthusiastic, and you want to work with uh, fellow gardeners on good causes. So that's uh, Monday, June 18th, from noon to 3 p.m., and that's at the Garden Center, San Antonio Garden Center, 3310 North New Braunfels Avenue. All righty. 210-308-8867. You want to talk about your question off the air that you had off the air? It's too sad. Oh, no. Okay. (laughs) You you gave me that look. I think she's got Rose Rosette. Oh, no. Hmm. Our second case in San Antonio. Where part of town did she live in? Close to here. Oh, north of here? Yeah. Yeah, because we had one in Holotus, didn't we? I think someone called from Holotus. Out in that area. Okay. Hmm. And it has the same same characteristics. Things like uh, she has the the roses are have a blackened color to them within the leaf. It doesn't doesn't rub off. Mm. 
and uh, has thorns on the new growth, and they're they're on the they're they're on the roses in the front, not on the roses in the back. Uh, it's spread by a little mite. Oh, a mighty small mite, Melvin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But anyway, uh, uh, I hope it's hope it's not that. Uh, one of them is an old fa- old fashioned, old famous rose that she had from her grandpa or something like that. And uh, but it, that rose rosette the disease, uh, rose. Yeah, I guess it's it's a disease spread by mite. Uh, but we've got a write-up on... Uh, it's a virus. Plant, plant, yeah, it's a virus. Yeah. Plant, uh, we've got a, a write-up on uh, plantanswers.com on it with pictures and everything else. So I referred her to that to see if her looked the same. And all, all I could recommend, of course, uh, if, if, it, if the pictures look like her bushes they uh, the standard recommendation is to dig the plants up immediately yeah there's no and dispose of them no other options so far yeah and uh everybody's working on it but uh and then they recommend that you do a check around and keep your eyes open uh for a source and any other because it's likely that other plants in the area are probably infected. Or, you know, it would be great if you can identify where it came from. So if, say, if somebody brought it down from Austin or Dallas, or but well, that's not did, always the case. She did say she planted a new rose in there. But she, she got 12, 15 roses bushes, so she's a, she's a rose area. Serious, yeah. Yeah. But that's a, that's a. She gonna keep you informed? Yeah. That's, uh, we we I told her to just cut them back, cut them in half, and force out that new growth, and that new growth will tell you pretty quick. Yeah, that's that'll be pretty it's, garish. It's pretty symptomatic. But it's a sad thing. People love their roses. Yeah. And uh, that. Especially if it's got a family history with her. Yeah. 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 Hopefully that, it's not that. That that uh, that's just devastated rose industry in uh, in uh, Dallas and Fort Worth and up in that area. And uh, Neil Sperry has written several articles on it, so uh, it, they're big time upset over it. Uh, looking at some of the plant questions in uh, in my new. Recently published for July Millburgers Landscape and Nursery Newsletter. And where can one get that, Milton? You can go to... Probably from the nursery here. You can get it from the nursery here. You can call them and get on the list, and they'll mail it to you. You can also just go online. Call them at the nursery? Yep, 497-3760. Okay. 210-497-3760. Uh, you can, uh, if you're digital, and uh, you can go to MillburgerNursery.com and get it, and even go to PlantAnswers.com. I bet, the, link I, up bet, to I bet the color picture of that cactus on the front front of front page is 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 pretty in color. I bet you're right. All right, yeah. so that's where you can get it. But anyway, uh, sign up and get your. It's free. 
And uh, we'll have to check the numbers on that. I bet the numbers are, I think Charles said the numbers oh, are real good. ridiculously high. Yeah. Because it's a good newsletter. And uh, I think they use some of Calvin's order of question and answer there. Uh, is, is somebody they wrote in to somebody that said our new gold lantana has quit blooming, and and the leaves look dusty. Is it a fungus? The leaves look dusty. The symptoms sound like those caused caused by lace bugs on lantana. The recommended treatment is to cut the lantana back and treat them with. Asaphate or another systemic insecticide. So uh, that that's what. Uh, a lot of, uh, about this time of the year, that happens to. Yeah, and a lot of all of that lantana. A lot of the. Are quite a few. The lantanas look so good now, but a lot of beds, it happens every year. So yeah. if you if you know it happens in your bed, uh, that's one of the times that you should probably do a preventative spray and. And uh, acephate is one of the easiest to use, and you can just uh, eliminate the, the the attack for this particular year. And it's systemic too; it yeah. goes into the plant. I guess if you wanted to be organic, you could try uh, spinosad. Could try spinosad, but uh, that's about the only thing I know of that would control lace bugs. I don't guess you could use dormant oil on lantana. Probably wouldn't hurt it, but it probably wouldn't be very effective. So I, I, I would stick with the spinosad if you spinosad if you want to be organic. But the best is that systemic uh, acephate. Uh, which of the two, which, which are the tough roses we can grow without having to spray every week? And that, that's when I knew this was Calvin's right now. Consider Belinda's Dream, Grandma's Yellow, Katie Road, or Carefree Beauty, same thing, and Knockout. All those roses on the list qualify as xeriscape plants in that they can survive with very little water. All, however, bloom better with regular irrigation. That's good that you put that in there, Calvin, because that's true. Uh, what's the best way, the most efficient way to water vegetable and flower garden? Drip irrigation slowly places the water right on the root system. That's why it's so efficient. Um, and we uh, uh, speaking of virus, we talked about virus on the on the uh, on the roses just a minute ago, and. Uh, the, the interesting thing on this uh, uh, citrus virus that that uh, that they're, that's wiping all the Florida groves out, and uh, and also they're trying to keep it out of Texas. That's why there's so many restrictions on uh, moving citrus around in Texas. But uh, they they found out that uh, dogs. Certain dogs can smell that virus hmm. on a tree that's not even showing the symptoms. Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd hate to go out there and hope that dog is right, wouldn't you? Especially when you're dealing with a money crop like citrus. But uh, they, I think, I think 
Uh, well, I, you know, my Tilly is always right, so I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't doubt her. One <laughs> you, day. you and doubt her, huh? I said, uh, dog, dogs have many more nerve cells in their nasal passages than people, and a wide, wider variety of receptors that pick up the different chemicals. So this allows them to be trained to sniff out such certain odors such as those in uh, in the citrus uh, yellowing disease. Hey, so we got, I, oh, I thought that was interesting. That is interesting. Joe's on the line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Hey, Joe, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine, guys. Uh, happy Father's Day to all you guys and all the fathers uh, out there. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I got a question uh, for Jerry and Calvin there. Uh, this has been the worst year I've ever had growing tomatoes. I've got about 20 tomato plants out there, and every one of the tomatoes, uh, when they just start to um, get a little red on them, they're rotten at the bo- They start rottening at the bottom, getting black, and then it just kind of goes up the tomato. And I had literally have not. You know, I've got about, oh, I don't know, I guess I've had not a whole lot of tomatoes, 40 or 45, but every I haven't got one tomato that hadn't done that. I know Steve Brown, right before he retired a week or two ago, he showed uh, that his tomato had done the same thing. And I was just wondering, I think I know what caused it. I think it's a lack of water, but my tomato plants, you know, I watered them, you know, pretty good, like, you know, well, twice a week. But I, they, the plants, plants look great, but I'm getting this, this rottening, and I was wondering what does cause that. Do, uh, you, do you have uh, several varieties? Yes, i got about five different varieties. And they're all in the ground? All in the ground, and they're they're all doing that same problem. Every every variety and every one of the tomatoes are doing the same. I haven't gotten one tomato this year. Okay. Now, how and uh, how, how? What do you water with? Drip irrigation or? I water with a. It's actually. Uh, um, a, um, a soaker deal, you know, that I put out when I put the tomato plants in, and then I water them with a the soaker hose. So it waters them real good. It waters them deep. And like I said, the plants are, you know, I don't know, four feet tall at least. They're green. You know, I fertilize them real good with Osmocote, copious amounts, as Jerry said. There you go. Yeah, but it's just I've never had it happen, you know, where this has happened, you know, before. And I've been growing them for 25 years. You got any uh, uh, any trees close to the the bed? Uh, there, there, there are oak trees, you know, but the bed itself gets, you know, uh, I don't know, a good seven, eight hours sun. I know it doesn't get full sun all day. Yeah, but usually, usually I get, you know, um, you know, fairly decent crop of tomatoes even. Yeah. When I was I was just uh, exploring the idea of uh, the feeder roots from trees in in your bed. How long I, how long has it yeah, been? Yeah, no, that, that's not. Yeah, no, no feeder roots. I mean, I can dig down oh two or three feet and not get any roots. Huh. Oh yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's better than mine for sure. Well, that's called wondering. that's called by fluctuations in moisture. 
Right. That's what I kind of remember from years past you guys talking about. Yeah, and uh, it's called Blossom and Rot. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's, more, it's usually pre- uh, prevalent in container-grown plants because uh, they let them dry out too much b- between water. It's hard, yeah, right. it's hard to keep enough water in the, that little reservoir for all that transpiration when it's just, you know, when you get hot and cool weather. Yeah, and so that, that causes the skin, the actual skin on a tomato, to uh, experience uh, slowed growth, slow, slowed growth, and uh, then when uh, then then when the the water comes back again, when they when they get moisture, then uh, the that that growing point, the growing tip of the tomato, is damaged, mm-hmm. and that's what you see. Now most of the time. Uh, that blossom end rod is hardened. In other words, it's it's got a it's it's not rotted. You you described yours as, as rotted. Well, it's black. I know that. Yeah. It, yeah, it's it's black, but it's firm. It's firm and black, isn't it? You know, I don't know. I just uh, really I know, like Steve Brown said. You know, I guess you know he. He said, I can cut this part off and eat it. I guess I could do that, but he said it's not very appetizing. So I just actually are picking mine off and just throwing them away. No, you... I tried eating any. (laughs) (laughs) That's a physiological deal. It's not a a contamination or anything. So all you have to do is cut that off and, and eat it. And like I said, it's firm. It's not a soft rot. Would it help so to it's, pick? It's firm, like I still got green tomatoes out there. Uh, would it help to pick some of those tomatoes and bring them in? Would they not maybe do that if I picked them before it started on the tomato? No, no, no. It's it starts on the little tomato. Yeah. In fact, in fact, if you look at the little bitty ones, the ones that are going to have blossom and rot. Uh, you can see the black on the bottom of a. I'm, I'm talking about a, a tomato the size of a marble, and uh, that, that that's when that's when the the uh, water shortage uh, occurs, or when the water stress occurs. Now, if you if you t- have that periodically, and, and uh, it's definitely something something that's going on. Uh, environmentally, because uh, because it's across varieties. Now, like I've said on this show before, when we are selecting tomatoes in the field, uh, if we see one that has has blossom and rot on it, we eliminate it, e- even if it has a small percentage of blossom and rot in the field. So uh, it's, a, it's something something going on environmentally in in your growing operation that's causing that fluctuation in water. Well, I kind, now, of, I kind of figured it was just because it's been so hot the last month and a half, really. No, you know, hot and dry, hot and dry. Yeah, that really hasn't been a. This year has not been an exceptional blossom in rot year. We haven't had very many. It's, hmm. The, the the real the problem with blossom end rot comes when you go from cool 
cool to hot during the day. Yeah. Uh, but I, I haven't seen I haven't seen one one tomato plant with, uh, you know, I've seen them dry. The plants dry out, but they, but it's not a blossom end rot result. I th- I would do. I'm, I'm with Jerry. I, I would do some exploration on your on that watering and I'd dig down there a little bit and see. If, uh, if, there, if it's not reaching as deep as you think, or well, that what's could, that could be what the problem is. Uh, let me ask you: I know you, you're supposed to put Epsom salts on your tomatoes. That doesn't help the blossom, blossom end rot, does it? What is Epsom salt for on tomato not, plants? Uh, well, they do it as a what, magnesium source. It, yeah, it's here. It really doesn't. There's really no scientific reason to use it. Okay. Uh, yeah. But yeah, but but my, a lot of grandpas used it. So uh, and good, yeah, uh, a lot of use it. A lot of good gardeners use it because in the old days they used it. So <laughs> so we don't yeah. we don't emphasize it too much. But uh, I tell you what, if for blossom and rot, we've recommended uh, addition. If you, if you have a garden that that seems to be prone to blossom and rot, uh, to my uh, basic basically. The the real physiological problem with with it is is uh, calcium uptake. Okay. Uh, and so uh, a lot a lot of times we recommend a a good dose of uh, gypsum. Gypsum. So it softens shoulders. Okay, and, gypsum. Yeah. And uh, that that's that's a calcium source, but it's not a, a alkaline source. Okay, yeah, I'll tell you. It's that a neutral calcium. Yeah, we we generally we don't emphasize that because it's our it's usually not necessary in our soil. But if you're in a raised bed, yeah, that's true. With uh, an artificial soil, that could be that that problem could sneak in there. Yeah, yeah. That I might, know. The, I know. Be. I I've heard you can take uh, eggshells, you know, and crunch them up and put them at the bottom of the hole to help. Uh, I don't know. I guess that gives it calcium. Yeah, yeah, but that that, that uh, a big slug of it is in that uh, uh, gypsum. Gypsum. Okay. Okay. So the soft in shoulders. Okay. Yeah. And it's it's real important to use a high first number, right? Nitrogen for your tomato plants. Is that right? Right. 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 Okay. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate it, guys. And I'm, I'm sorry gonna, you have. I'm thanks, sorry you're having trouble. Quit throwing yeah. those. Quit throwing those tomatoes away, dude. It's terrible, yeah, it, man. It's I haven't let got us, one this year, really. Hadn't yeah. had it. Let, let us know too if you figure out what what is causing it. I'll do that. I'm going to plant some in, uh, I guess, around end July, first of August or fall. And so I hope I have a better luck. Okay. Thanks, Thanks Joe. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. You, you take Bye. care. All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. I'm Elton Glick. This is 930 a.m., The Answer. It's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bull Road. All right, you're wondering what you can grow this summer in your yard. How about Texas Superstar plants for color and durability? A Texas Superstar plant is a plant that's been given the designation of Texas Superstar because it's gone through years of extensive field trials and proven to be a super-performing plant under Texas growing conditions. And right now, that's right, Millburgers has some of your favorite Texas Superstars on sale. 
sale. Like Vinca's, the Cora series is on sale. You can choose from pink or white, rose or red. They're excellent in flower beds and they're disease and deer resistant. They're on sale in the four-inch pot for just 88 cents each. Blue Plumbago is absolutely gorgeous, and it's on sale. It's a Texas superstar with sky-blue flowers that blooms almost constantly from spring until next frost, just $4.88 in the one-gallon container. This week, you'll save on Texas Lilac Vitex, Gold Star Esperanzas, and much, much more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Finding great discount deals has just gotten easier through the Marketplace San Antonio page at 930amtheanswer.com. Keep your business safe with a surveillance package from Surveillance Solutions that includes an 8-channel network video recorder and 8 HD cameras. This package normally goes for $8,955. The marketplace price is just $6,000. Find out more by clicking the Surveillance tab on the Marketplace page. At 930amtheanswer.com. From Washington, D.C., it's the Cal Thomas Commentary. And now, here is America's number one syndicated columnist, Cal Thomas. The political left has retreated into a bunker. In a story in yesterday's Washington Post, the newspaper claims those supporting President Trump are members of a cult. Having failed so far in their effort to bring him down through daily attacks on everything from his character to his policies, and having failed to win the argument for their failed liberal policies, so-called journalists and the rest of the left-wing establishment are now attacking voters who elected him. The left fears the welfare state they've built with members of their own cult voting for Democrats is about to come unglued. They see black and Hispanic unemployment at record lows. Democrats have long taken the black vote for granted, though they've done nothing for them. Consumer confidence is up. So is the stock market helping retirement funds. Sure, he's quirky, but the president does things like meet with North Korea's dictator that no other president has done. And who does the left have besides Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders, and Elizabeth Warren. Talk about a cult of people who support those. I'm Cal Thomas. For a free copy of today's commentary and other information, visit calthomas.com or send a written request mentioning the date and subject to Values Through Media, Post Office Box 7065, Arlington, Virginia, 22207. Tax-deductible gifts support these commentaries and are appreciated. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. I want to take a second to talk to you about furniture now. Uh, it's a great furniture store here in San Antonio. The Cobins, uh, which you may know from uh, National Furniture and other furniture stores, have been in the furniture business in San Antonio for more than 100 years, uh, so they know what they're doing. And just to talk to Steve Coben, who now runs Furniture Now, uh, uh, you uh, understand immediately that this is a uh, man who has built a company on meeting customer expectations. Toward that end, then, what does that mean? It means they have high-quality furniture at good prices, and they do the little things along the way to make sure that as a customer you're happy. So one of those, I'll talk about it today, is this idea of if it's in stock and you get it, uh, it can be delivered in 24 hours. So, you know, you buy it today, you get it tomorrow. Uh, and that's great because if you've got a reason that you're buying it and you want it sooner or uh, maybe it's uh, a bed or something and you don't want, you know, you're just tired of that bed, you've had enough, then uh, Furniture Now is the place to go and to, to get that to take care of it. Now, uh, we'll... 
talk a little bit more about all the different things. I don't want to beat you up with a lot of the things they do, but if you're looking for furniture right now, I'm going to encourage you to go to one of their two locations and to check them out. There's one on 410 and Evers, and that is the warehouse and showroom. It's huge. It's got all kinds of great stuff. Uh, you'll find bedroom sets, living rooms, furniture, dining room furniture, office furniture, stuff for kids, entertainment centers, even outdoor furniture uh, over there at uh, Furniture Now at that location. And the one here, the newest one that they just opened, which is on Live, I'm sorry, not Live Oak, Lookout Road and 1604 right next to Burlington. Now, they're open today. You can go by and visit with them. And uh, check them out. You'll be glad you did. It's a great store, and you'll be surprised because if you start asking those customer service questions, you're going to get a lot of yeses. Again, like, can we have it delivered tomorrow? Yes, we can. So uh, Furniture Now is the place to go. Check them out. Tell them we said hi uh, when you go by and visit. Furniture Now. Oh, and check out Furniture Now online. and uh, You can see some of the stuff that they have from uh, all kinds of items that you can get online that they can uh, get in and uh, ship to you. Uh, some cool stuff. A lot of outdoor uh, stuff. Very cool. They right. must be old to be over 100 years well, in business. They, it's, the family being the family that is now doing it didn't start at 100 years ago. Oh, I see. Yes, okay. Okay. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I was thinking the same thing. We've been here 22 years. Yeah, that's and right. look how old we are. <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway, they've been doing it right, and it's it's really cool. Okay, so we'll go back to the phone lines now and speak to Evelyn on the line. At Evelyn? Two, 210-308-8867. Hey there, Evelyn. What's going on? Well, do uh, jalapeno peppers get blossom in rot? Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. That's what's wrong with mine. Uh, w- w- watermelons can do that, and uh, you said jalapeno peppers. Yes, the first one was it was great. I had the jumbo, and then the oh, other yeah. ones, they had the yeah. the like a rot on the bottom. There you go. Don't worry about that. So what? Do I, how do I fix it? <laughs> you cut it off with a knife. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Another problem with the uh, bell peppers, they I'll have lots that, of buds, and then they turn brown and fall off. I did not get one green bell pepper this year so far. So yeah, bell rich, peppers are, are real sensitive to uh, to uh, temperatures, and, and also uh, uh, we usually think of weevils as, as the... Because the the little the weevil comes along and stings, commercially speaking, and and stings the bell pepper and uh, it when it's small, and it falls off when it's small. Did did deers fall off when they're small or are they big? No, it's the blooms that are fall, turn brown and fall off. I was thinking maybe it's thrips, but how do I? Yeah, solve I, I, bet, I, I, I bet I bet the thrips are. Or weevils, one or the other. Uh-huh. I had the same problem last year, and I, I didn't get hardly any peppers. And this year, I still didn't get one. Hmm. Guess I won't talk about my exceptional crop of uh, uh, peppers this year. Huh? Bell peppers? Yeah. Why? Surprised me too, because I uh. have the same <laughs> same issue. They're difficult, They're unpredictable, and but so, uh, can I do anything two? about it, or just pull them up? <laughs> Well, you could, uh, you can do. Uh, you can have use a strategy to inter- to beat the thrips. Yeah, you could use an insecticide, uh, or you could use, uh, or if you want to do it organically, you could use spinosad and apply it about every 
four to four to seven days. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And spray it real good. Spray the the buds and the blooms, and see if that would uh, make them stay on longer. That that would take care of uh, a weevil and also take care of uh, the thrips. And uh-huh. this has been a bad thrip year. Uh, yeah, I know it's the roses too, or are they getting beat up from the thrips? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the, the, you ha- having thrips on your roses too? I guess that's what it was. They were blooming beautifully, and then they just turned brown and. Yeah, the buds did. Uh-huh. That's thrips. That's yeah. thrips. Okay. Evelyn, what's your? You got martins, right? I'm sorry. <clears throat> purple martins don't. Don't you no, I don't. Mountain? I wish I did. We used to, but we have too many big trees here and too much shade and and the sparrow problem, of course. And but I hear them every day flying around here. They get flying mm-hmm. the young ones, I guess, the way it sounds. Well, you need to put up a sparrow box then. Uh, yeah, thanks, Terry. <laughs> I, I don't know why people don't put up. <laughs> I, I mean, sparrows fly around. Yeah, they do. I like mean, Martins do. They chase well, the martins and, away too. And, and, yeah, and and sparrows eat insects, don't they, Calvin? No, sparrows don't. Sparrows eat Spar- uh, sparrows. mostly eat seeds. Oh, yeah, and they get in uh, the chicken food and everything Evelyn, else. Yeah, Ev- Evelyn, don't don't even think about what he's ta- talking about. His <laughs> his favorite uh, wildlife uh species is uh, our cockroaches uh, yes <laughs> he trains them he feeds I, I, them doggy biscuits He's, I, 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 take, I take up for the underdog underdogs like sparrows my tomato plants so far i have just one of them left the uh, last one um i pulled uh, mine too oh so what's your tomato report which, which, uh, what did best? I've had better. I don't know. I had them covered with that row cover, and it seemed like they kind of burned up underneath that stuff. So I don't know what is to that, do. Is that darn, is that darn covers that Jerry recommended? Yes. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but you didn't have spider mites, did you? <laughs> uh, eventually I did. A few. Uh, they grew up, I guess, about four and a half feet while the row cover kind of you know, pulled up, and I guess they got in there from the bottom. But I also noticed there were some flea beetles in there. Oh, Lord. Then the leaves, you know, turned brown, and, yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. This was a tough year. The bean bean crop, yeah, it was tough. I had a good crop of green beans and uh, black-eyed peas, but the others kind of, I don't know. Huh. What, what, What was your best tomato? Or they, you had more tomatoes on? Um, probably this last one, of, the one that y'all going to ignore next year. Sunbrown? Uh, uh, tycoon. tycoon? I'm sorry? Tycoon? Yes, that one. That's got the best ones. And I'll plant it that a little bit later. We're out of the plans at the time I was buying the others, and then they came in later. So I bought yeah, them. Right. Those, those are so far doing well. Didn't they have a weird taste to them? <laughs> Didn't you notice they had a weird taste to them? I haven't oh. eaten one yet. <laughs> you hadn't eaten a tycoon yet? <laughs> no. I just brought them in um, yesterday, I guess, and, of course, today I haven't. Are they red? Are they ripe? Oh, yes. 
Yeah, they just ripen. It seems like they're ripening. Just all of a sudden, they boom. All of them are ripening. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, the hot weather. Yes. They 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 need heat units to to ripen. Okay, and I didn't have any problem with the blossom end rot with the tomatoes. I did, I think, last okay. year, but I used the the Epsom salt. There that you go. Helps. But I didn't use it for the bell peppers, though. Well, the jalapeno peppers. <laughs> there you so. go. All right. All right thanks, well, Evelyn. Good luck to you. Thank you for calling. Good talking to you again, Evelyn. You take care. Keep us informed. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. Let's take this opportunity to take a quick break while you call us, and we'll talk gardening yeah, with you. Can, let's enjoy this uh, humidity while yes, we Yes, there you go. Fewer clouds, I don't know what's happening. 210-308-8867. More of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. and Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. All right, you're wondering what you can grow this summer in your yard. How about Texas Superstar plants for color and durability? A Texas Superstar plant is a plant that's been given the designation of Texas Superstar because it's gone through years of extensive field trials and proven to be a super performing plant under Texas growing conditions. And right now, that's right, Millburgers has some of your favorite Texas Superstars on sale. Like Vinca's, the Cora series is on sale. You can choose from pink or white, rose or red. They're excellent in flower beds, and they're disease and deer resistant. They're on sale in the 4-inch pot for just $0.88 cents each. Blue Plumbago is absolutely gorgeous, and it's on sale. It's a Texas superstar with sky blue flowers that blooms almost constantly from spring until next frost, just four eighty-eight in the 1-gallon container. This week, you'll save on Texas Lilac Vitex, Gold Star Esperanzas, and much, much more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevard Road. Everyone has a birthday, and we at 9.30 a.m. The Answer want to make your birthday special. Hi, this is Brenda, and I just wanted to call and thank you guys so much for all the coupons and gift certificates I got for my birthday. And I just want to tell you thank you, and please pass on to Southwest Exteriors a big thank you for me for making me feel so special. The Birthday Club is really awesome, and I really did feel like the VIP. Thank you. So join the Birthday Club with 9.30 a.m. The Answer, and you too can get some great gift certificates. Join today at 9.30 a.m. TheAnswer.com. Yo, nurse, we are a couple of the new fathers of some of these raccoon babies in there. Can you tell us which ones are ours? Uh, yeah, they're all wearing the same mask as this. Paging Dr. Furrytail, Dr. Furrytail, you're wanted in the East Attic. Yours is the one chewing on those air conditioning wires. That's my boy. Bam, which one is mine? Oh, that one chewing on the pink blanket? You mean insulation? No, yours is the one hanging from the rafters, keeping everyone awake and acting like a flying squirrel. Spring is the time of year when unwanted critters are nesting in attics and can cause all kinds of damage. But Critter Evictor specializes in humane animal control. And with their one-and-done policy, your unwanted guests ain't getting back in. Guaranteed. So whether you have possums, rats, mice, squirrels... And yes, even raccoons who act like squirrels. Call Critter Evictor at 441-4045. That's 441-4045. Man, that's my boy. If you lease office, retail, or warehouse space for your business, the last thing you want to do is overpay the landlord. But it happens every day. Hi, I'm Scott McMurray and president of Bottom Line Realty Advisors. We work with business people who want an effective strategy for their next real estate decision. 
whether leasing or buying, it affects your bottom line. Your landlord has representation, and you should too. Even if you're a good tenant with no plans to move at all, you're the most vulnerable to getting a really bad deal. We only represent our clients, never landlords, so we have no conflict of interest. We stay on your side. Call me, Scott McMurrian, at 210-535-7800, and we'll negotiate from a position of strength. BottomlineRealtyAdvisors.com Bottomline Realty Advisors, we get the landlord off your bottom line. Dennis Prager Show. Dennis Prager Show. Criticizing some of the liberal media's coverage of the U.S.-North Korea summit on denuclearization, President Donald Trump said America's biggest enemy is fake news, which is so easily promulgated by fools. It's 100% accurate. America's greatest enemy is fake news. That's right. The Dennis Prager Show. Weekdays at 11, right before Michael Medved at 2 on 930 AM. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Our phone number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. And James is on the line. Hey, James, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Thanks for waiting. How can we help you today? Oh, well, thanks for taking my call again. I, I forgot to ask earlier. I got one Grande Gold and one Serrano, one Jalapeno. All three are growing on patio plants, uh, pots, containers. Good. How, how far apart do I need to keep that Rio Grande Gold from the other so there's no potential of them crossing if I want to save the seed from this Rio Grande Gold? Okay. Okay. Uh... I, I would just say <laughs> they can be cross-pollinated, and in fact, they're 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 op open, open pollinated variety. Okay. Uh, I, I never have really. If if you got one on one side of the house and one on the other side of the house, that should be far enough. Well, they're on the same side, but they're on my deck, which is about 60 feet long, one at either end. But I have a yeah. you say open pollinated. I don't know if – I have a bees. I don't know if they're wind pollinated or bee pollinated or well, if I should even be concerned or I need to move them farther apart or, or – I, th- I think that would be far enough apart. That's far enough apart? Okay. Yeah. All right. And like you're uh, telling the lady – like you were telling the lady earlier, so on three hundred it's got its first bloom on it, no peppers. Uh, just let it go, and in the fall, just uh, uh, some of the the fruit go and, and drop out. Right. Yeah. Just wait till the fall, and it'll should be okay. All right. Okay. Thanks, James. We 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 gotta we gotta get you to a better place for that cell phone reception, James. <laughs> you 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 break up on us a little bit for some reason. All right, 210-308-8867. Al, if there's somebody on the line, you're going to have to tell me because I'm not seeing you anymore. Uh, but you'll have to just uh, tell me in, in my ear if there's someone else on the line. But Trace is up on the porch with us right now, and we'll uh, talk a little bit about uh, what's going on, including the plant of the weekend. So where you want to start? Yeah, let's do the, the plant of the weekend. All right, weekend, weekend. All right, weekend. so um, this is a hard-to-find plant. It's a spider lily. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's a crinum, and a crinum um, is a bulb, 
and not all crinums are spider lilies, but all spider lilies are crinums. There you go. This puts on a beautiful white intricate bloom, kind of in the shape of a spider, and then it's got the little uh, male stamens that come out that, that uh, uh, look really cool looking. Mm-hmm. And uh, the foliage looks kind of like a cross between agapanthus and an amaryllis. Uh, or even a cave. Yeah, a I would say so. Yeah. So uh, they do multiply, and uh, oh yeah, did, big time. Did you tell me that you can't kill one, or nobody can kill one? No crownum has ever died. So that's got to be a perfect it's a miracle, unless, unless Milton had it. Yeah, I don't want to tell you the story about our tropical spider lily. Really. <laughs> So, uh, anyway, we've got, uh, again, they're hard to find, and we've got them in one-gallon cans for six ninety nine, and we've got some three-gallon cans that are twenty four ninety nine. Yeah, and so uh, Tracy had mentioned they're hard to find. Oh, uh, yeah. So if you're wanting one, you can call the nursery at 497-210-497-3760, 210-497-3760, and uh, they'll set you up. And just say, if you can't come in today, for instance, just say, okay, I'll be here tomorrow. And, and they're hell to dig, even if somebody gives you a, yeah, says, yeah, you want to buy some bulbs? Go on out there and dig your bulb out of my, my bed. It's a trick. Oh, it's a dirty trick. <laughs> so we've made it fun, simple, yeah, and, yeah. and inexpensive. Yeah. Over six ninety nine. yeah, the one gallon, that's a great yeah, price. Yeah, that's a good price for any crown of That'll never die. That'll never die. You spread well, that unless, out. Unless Milton has Yeah. Died. And uh, do shade our sun. But I'm going to try again. After the show, I'm going to get this little guy who's been on the porch with us. There you go. And find a home oh, for him. Oh, man. It was my, my imagination. Did I hear a whimper? I think so. Okay. So, anyway, what else, Trace? Oh, I just had an interesting question. Okay. Um, the uh, cashier walkie-talking me and said that she thought a calla lily was coming up in this person's caladiums. So, Milton, did you know a caladium blooms? No. Okay, so caladium blooms. It has a, a bloom on it kind of like a calla or closet plant bloom is actually what I would say it looks more like. So it looks kind of like a cobra head with, Ooh, a, wow. with a little doodad sticking out of the middle. Okay. And uh, so he was quite ecstatic to find out he didn't have a problem. And uh, I just told him... Keep cutting them out, and that way he'll continue to get some new leaves. Very cool. Yes, I bet he was happy. All right, that's. Neat. I had a I had a sad thing happen yesterday. No oh dear. You know, I t- I talked about and told everybody that that uh, deer have never eaten vinca. No, no periwinkle. And I took some. Uh, I took a bunch out to um, my daughter's uh, place. And they were in flats, in flats of uh, 20 or 30 plants. So you gathered them up for them. They gathered gathered them up for them. And one stupid deer came in and ate the blooms only, just nibbled the blooms off. Now, a few of them. They didn't eat a lot, but maybe they were just tasting them or whatever. But uh, that's the first incident of of a deer eating vinca that I've ever heard of. Hmm. He's, now, a deer, he's a deer whisperer. Now. Yeah. Hmm. Now everybody will call in. Yeah, it's a conspiracy. Uh, they probably probably intercepting an internet communication. Yeah, I think they something. listen to the show and go, yeah. oh, they don't think we'll eat Vinca? We'll show them what we'll eat. Yeah. yeah. So so when you're getting tomatoes in, 
Trace, it's time. It's almost time. <laughs> well, is it time or is it almost time? <laughs> it's almost time. Okay, well, I could I could get some now, but I said to myself. Oh, they have some on availability? Yeah, they did. I said to myself, do I really want to do that? <laughs> no, and, no. Uh, I, I talked myself right out of it. Maybe in the middle, middle of July, huh? Yeah. I, I, I will bring in a few the first week in July, and then the second week will be pretty good. So uh, That's what Calvin says, and you dig in now. Plant fall tomatoes in July. That's what Calvin said. And it's always in this week. It's always uh, hard if it's hot. If it's hot like this, everybody's saying, "Oh man!" So, but don't wait uh, too long into August. It's uh, we've had a couple couple good years in terms of planting in July and and very successful with the crop in the fall. So, if you can. Uh, kind of look, look at your garden situation, preparing the soil, and fertilize, uh, compost if you can, and then be ready, ready for action in July, even though it's warm. And Kevin was talking about if your tomato plants are infected with spider mites, it's probably time to harvest all the large fruit and uh, put them inside on the, on the k- kitchen counter and pull the plants. Yep. The long, the longer if they're if they're infested, the longer they're out of the way, the less likely your new plants are going to. That's right. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And uh, we yeah. we encourage folks too to rather if your compost pile is right close to the garden, uh, don't 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 uh, discard the plants there in the compost pile. Put them in the garbage sack and put it in the in the garbage. I even hesitate to rec. I don't, I don't recommend that they put spider mite infested tomato plants in the uh, recycle you know the, a lot of neighborhoods the green, have the green recycle yeah. somebody will get somebody will get the benefit of your spider mites there you go but now if your compost pile is you know 500 feet away or so i guess you'll be all right but and i want to i always try to make people uh, understand how lucky they are to be living in san antonio and have good nurseries uh, uh, like Millburgers that actually and a, a good grower of tom- of tomatoes and whatever that uh, that uh, actually actually have uh, actually have uh, t- tomato plants that you can buy at the right time of the year. I was looking at uh, Neil Sperry's newsletter, uh, mainly from the from the northern areas. And uh, he said, if you live up in that country where you can't get transplants, you have to grow your own. And he says, uh, uh, take cuttings from your favorite spring tomatoes to root for fall garden transplant. Uh, this was last week, I think. Uh, and he talks about how to, how to root them. Uh, four to five inch terminal cuttings and four inch pots filled with loose potting mix. And they should develop roots in 10 to 14 days. And once they're rooted, so move them into the sun and for three weeks or so, and then full sun. And then, but the neat thing about San Antonio market is we've got nurseries and especially Millburgers that have the have the beautiful uh, transplants that were, that have been growing out in the sun, so they'll. They'll take uh, the, uh, the hot weather of, of summer as long as you keep them moist. They will not. They will not die if you keep them moist. 
Well, and we also have recommended selections, so that right, so that we'll we'll offer some selections that are going to beat the freeze no matter what, and then you'll you'll have some that are probably a little larger fruit that uh, may beat it if the weather cooperates. Uh, so it's kind of, it's uh, it's kind of fun to grow them in the fall, and you know, like I said, the last two years we've uh, harvested some good crops in the, yeah. in the fall. And the nice neat thing about it, when you harvest them in the fall. It's cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're developing a good flavor and everything else. The, the only problem you have is planting them in the in is, is planting them in the summer. And people like to, uh, it's human nature to wait till the temperature cools. But they do it mainly for the, uh, <laughs> mainly for the, uh, of the plant. They said, well, I'm not putting that plant out in that hot weather. Well, mm-hmm. commercial commercial growers uh, put plants out in hot weather all the time, and and don't put any shade cloth on. With that said, I th- I think this year we're gonna recommend more uh, shading, shading of of tomatoes a little bit in the fall. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, like I said, uh, Mr. Verstraden, Henry Verstraden, who passed away now. Yeah, one of the best tomato growers in the area. Uh, always put put a plank or board on the west side of his uh, tomato plants. I, I use chairs sometimes. I take the patio furniture. Oh yeah. Set it all out there so the back of the the oh. back of the chair gives a shade. There you go. I I think any little bit of shade. And uh, last year in the fall we had uh, we had some. Um, had some plants uh, down south in and and uh, uh, Camp Campbellton, and uh, we uh, they had, we had a tree line on one side of the garden, and that the tomatoes lived. We had a higher percentage of survival. They were drip irrigated, higher percentage of survival in the shade that got shade in the afternoon. By, uh, say about from two o'clock till till sundown. So uh, I think I, uh, we've recommended in the past you don't need to do that, but I think there there are some benefits to to shading in the fall, especially in July when it's hundred degrees. So, certainly some benefits to the gardener. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. To be careful about the the sun. That little those three or four hours of of. Uh, Filtered shade in the afternoon in the in July, I think, will make a difference. And you can do that with a a board or a, something like uh, Trace said. You use lawn furniture or patio furniture to, just to give them that that afternoon. Yeah, a little shade. bit. Of, um, it was really tough though when your family had tried to eat dinner, Trace, and there were no chairs at the dining room. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we go elsewhere. Oh, okay. <laughs> but anyway, we're... You've never seen me at the barbecue pit. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm never there. Now, just another uh, another reminder, too, here at Millburgers, uh, of course, Tomato Central, but this is a place to come for your butterfly plants, too. We've got the porter weed, uh, three or four different varieties of porter weed, including the uh, the purple, and the uh, we've got... Uh, uh, milkweed, the tropical, the tuberosa, milkweed, 
zinnias, lots and lots of zinnias. I'll have some Greg's Mist in this week. Uh, cool, that's good. Greg's Mist should start blooming. It's been blooming a little bit off and on, but it should start serious blooming in your uh, landscapes uh, soon. And lots, and then you've got the certified butterfly garden. So if you want to see what plants you you can use for a butterfly garden that will fit well in your landscape, uh, this is ideal to look at. And then, of course, all the plants that are, are shown in the certified butterfly garden are here at Millburgers for sale. All right. Well, we need to begin our wrap-up for today. But uh, we want to certainly thank everybody that's been a part of the show. Lots of good calls, and we appreciate that. Makes the show uh, uh, more helpful to everybody when you participate. So uh, in the meantime, if you want to get that uh, tropical spider lily in the one-gallon or three-gallon container, uh, call Mill Burgers, and you can find out at 497-3760, or just find them online at millburgernursery.com. All right, we'll say goodbye for today. Again, thanks to Al doing a great job. Thanks to you for listening. I'm Milton Glick. We'll see you next Saturday and Sunday back here at Mill Burgers on 9.30 a.m. This is The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.